Well, hey, Christ Church, it's good to, good to be with you. I wish we could be with you in person, but of course, that's not going to happen for a while, I guess. We uh, uh, are very, very happy that, that you have joined us through this uh, online worship, and we just want to uh, update you on a few things and, and talk a little bit about what life has been like this last couple of weeks. So, we made it back last weekend. Uh, praise the Lord, and that was kind of a, an interesting experience, um, being in a hotel room and then hearing um, the different mandates, um, the different rules that got put in place as to how to social distance and being in a hotel. Um, we were um, kind of quarantined to our room, um, and we just felt like Every time we came back to the hotel, there was something else that they were now not letting you do or not allowing. Um, they wore masks and they had rubber gloves. And um, I really got the feeling kind of like uh, a leper, that, that sense of I'm unclean and nobody wants to touch me or be around me. And it really, uh, that Bible story that you did this week about the leper that was clean and Jesus being willing to touch him, mm-hmm while he was still a leper, and then heal him, spoke huge to me this week about um, God receiving us, no matter how dreamy we are. <laughs> you know, he, he wants to be with us, and it doesn't, it doesn't matter. And that, that was just a real cool revelation. Mm-hmm. It, it really gave us a, uh, a perspective of how widespread this is. We were in North Carolina and, and drove back, and Obviously, throughout all those states, there was uh, the concern, and, and uh, we, you know, we came back to uh, the, the concern here. But uh, I just want to say I'm really proud of you, Christ Church, for how you've reached out in terms of uh, online ministries and, and supporting people through calls and texts and email, and supporting us, too. You've, uh, you've done a good job uh, uh, keeping your, your Pastors encouraged by, by uh, different messages that you've sent out. And so we certainly thank you for that. And we also have ourselves been thankful for the staff here at the church um, and all of the food pantry volunteers, the people who are um, helping us with putting Justin and Brian and Lindsay and um, you know, just people that said, hey, you need anything, you know, we're here to help and um, do this incredible jobs with all of the limitations that we have right now, it's, it's been a good to be a part of a church that really responds. It's a time for creative ministry. We uh, are learning how to reach out to people online, and, and we are uh, having resources, like Karen Robertson is um, giving us resources uh, out to kids uh, through the, the uh, uh, online ministry. Our uh, uh, Mary Sunshine Preschool is also doing a similar thing and, and reaching out to, to the kids in Mary Sunshine for every, every, every day. And uh, Marty Ellison is reaching out to the youth with many different, uh, um, different ministries that uh, get them together online. And so it's, uh, it's, it's exciting to, to see how people have just sort of upped their game to maintain and be in ministry. We had lots of people, you know, send us emails and, and ideas. And one of the ideas that we're uh, spinning off of uh, is one that Kim Zoo started. And she put the, the word praying in her front window and had taken a picture of it and sent it to Steph, Robbie. And so then she forwarded on the, the, that email to us. So we got thinking, this is really, this is awesome. And, you know, people are putting hearts in the window, and that's awesome, too. But the idea that you're making a faith statement that I'm praying for God who hears me and there is hope because he is hearing our prayers and he will answer them in the wisest ways and the perfect time. So um, I said to Roger, you have painting skills. You can paint the sign for our window. And, he, and so he was willing to go down and make that happen in his workshop. So if you go by uh, 476 45th Avenue, you'll see... Uh, the sign in our front window of the house. And many of you have uh, made signs and we've we've put them on our our Facebook page. We've we've also put them as covers on 
the uh, uh, Bible study that I've been doing every day. I hope you've been uh, enjoying those and, and learning more about, about Jesus uh, during during this time of uh, um, isolation. It's uh, even got it's even gone to the, the new buildings. They put up uh, a praying sign and each a letter in each one of the the uh, uh, windows of the new building. So when you drive by on Seventh Street, you'll be able to see that it, uh, the new building now says praying as well. And, you know, we don't want you just to put up signs. We want you to truly pray. Pray earnestly mm-hmm. as the Lord leads you at this time. This is a time for you to build uh, on your relationship with God and, and how to uh, develop your prayer life. Later on, uh, Joy and I will be doing some uh, uh, online videos and teaching on prayer as we move into this next week, and hopefully uh, you will uh, benefit from those as well. I think uh, one of the things that I'm doing, and I have already started doing, but I'm continuing now, and I have more time to do that, is my own private time is to read through the Bible in a year, and I'm in the book of Deuteronomy, and there's over and over, uh, Moses is saying, as you're getting ready to move into the promised land, don't forget how faithful God is. When you're in a place that, you know, you're in the milk of, uh, the land of milk and honey and things are going really well for you, don't forget that God is God. And it really has humbled me that during this time, um, I'm realizing how many things I've taken for granted, how many things I haven't thanked God for, and because I've been so busy, and things are going well, things are successful. So um, my time in prayer had been less and less. And, and I see that now that I see this need, I'm praying more and more and getting closer and closer to God. And so I, the other day when I was um, walking and talking to God, I just said, Lord, forgive me. Because um, why am I so faithful in prayer now? And like three weeks ago, I probably wasn't the case. And, um, I, I'm really trying to figure out ways that I will use what God's speaking now and move into the future. Mm-hmm. But this is a lesson that I will accept, that I learn things that will help me to the next generation of sharing the gospel with my, my kids and, and, you know, all the kids at church and wherever God took me. Yeah, I, I don't know about you all, but God's got my attention. And there are some things that were important before that just are not all that important now. We had kind of an interesting situation that happened at uh, Carbon Cliff uh, Monday, I think it was. Uh, Marty Ellison drove by Carbon Cliff, uh, uh, our building there, and, and said, Is, uh, Are we supposed to get a new, new roof on the building? And I said, I don't think so. Let me make some calls. And no one knew anything about it. And so I called him back and said, Well, they're. They're tearing off the roof of our of our building, and uh, I said I don't think they're supposed to. So he checked into it. Come find out they had the wrong address. They even had the wrong city. They had the wrong town. So here we are. We have half the roof torn off, and it was a very reputable, very uh, uh, high integrity company. We just made a mistake, and they corrected that mistake and got the got the uh, uh, roof uh, back on, um, had, had to eat the cost of, of that. But, you know, when something like that happened, I would have probably really worried or trusted feeding about it, but it was like, oh, this is nothing. This is, uh, this is pretty, pretty light compared to uh, other things that we're facing, and um, it's going to work out. And it, and it did. But it was kind of one more thing that made for a very unusual week. And one of the things that was made it funny was that, and this is sort of an inside joke for those of us that are part of Christchurch, but there is a legend, and it's the, it's the truth, that one time there was a group of guys at Christmas time that were given an address to go chop down a Christmas tree for the church that yeah. wasn't a part of it. I mean, you know, huge trees. And they got there and cut it down and then found out that they had the wrong address. They chopped down the tree of someone that did not want their tree chopped down. So I uh, 
trusted our trustee to say, hey, if we're a church that knows how to offer grace when we make mistakes at the wrong house. So, if, you know, God is good, and he knows what um, he will do to just be a witness into that company that we could offer grace. We were in a place that uh, we didn't get angry. We didn't uh, threaten to you know, have liability issues. We just um, said, hey, it's a mistake, and you all moving on. So in all, all those unexpected things that happen, God is faithful in all of it. So we did want to just spend this time to, to, uh, to let you know that you know, God, is, God is good all the time. And all the time. God is good. And so we, uh, we just want you to, to stay safe, to always pray, and to press on. And we hope you all enjoy our time of worship tonight. We've chosen songs that we think will be a blessing to you, and the, the scriptures that will be read, and the message and spoken. And may it all just be a place that you feel God's presence speaking to you in your life and in your family. So God, uh, God is good. All the time. All the time. God is good. <laughs> Humble adoration. 
hey kids, I miss you so much, but I sure hope that you're at home and you're healthy. I bet you've been having a lot of good quality time with your brothers and sisters. I hope you're listening to your moms and dads and maybe you've been building like tons of towers with your Legos, playing board games, whatever it is, I hope you're having fun with your family. But I tell you what, I got something here today that I, I want to show you, and you can do this with your moms and dads. And we're going to talk about Jesus. We're going to talk about how the cross, uh, how he wants us to have abundant life. So what you're going to need is a piece of paper, any old piece of paper, you may have by 11, and some scissors. So follow along with me as I tell a story. So when you take your paper, you're going to fold it over like this, and we're going to build a house. And I, this might be your house. This might be God's house. And so you can see it looks like a house. But you know what? Sometimes there's things that go on in our house that maybe we don't like. There's lots of good things, and, and uh, there's plenty of places that we can improve. But right now, it's really hard because when I fold it like this again, it kind of looks like maybe a car or an airplane, but we can't do that either. So what can we do? We've kind of missed spring break. Maybe some of you were planning to go to Disney World or somewhere, but you know what? God has us here right now at this time, and he's asking us, what are we going to do with our family? How are we going to share our own faith? And so let me show you, out of this piece of paper, we don't know what God is doing in our lives. We don't know what God was going to do with this piece of paper. But let me show you how God is interacting in our own lives. Take it and cut a corner here, one half. Ooh. And we'll try another piece. And as you can see, these pieces of paper seem like loose pieces. We have no idea uh, what they're going to be, but I don't know about you, but sometimes um, I just get really sad, and these, these pieces are falling, and I feel really divided. Maybe you do too. I feel divided because I want to come to church, and I, and I feel sad and, and divided because I want to go see my family. But you know what? God is working behind the scenes. And let me show you what he has done with just this piece of paper and with all of us is the cross. You see, the cross is what Jesus has done for us. He died for us on the cross to give us life, to give us eternal life, abundant life. And even though you're in the midst of some storms right now in different areas of your life, he still continues to work. And as I unfold this, I want you to see how God takes all of these little pieces and he makes them new again. You see, God does not waste anything in our own life at all. He's always making things new. So, there you go, kids. You see, God has made something out of nothing, and he gives us abundant life. He wants you to have abundant life, and so you can ask him into your heart. You say, Jesus, I want you to forgive me for the things that I've done wrong, for my sins, for messing up, for not obeying. I ask that you forgive me, Jesus, and I want you to come into my life, to come into my heart, to give me abundant life and wonderful eternal life. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. John 14, 6. So this, my friends, is what God does for us every day and at Easter as we begin to unfold the story before us. God bless you all. sacrifice for me I am a man 
set my thoughts above. I am amazed at the wonder of your love. You gave me life eternal, and your spirit sets me free. I am amazed at the Every week when we worship together, we pray and we pray um, corporate uh, together in unison. And we um, pray individual prayers and we pray in um, agreement with those prayers and we pray for the needs of others. And so I um, know that you all have a place of prayer that is going on daily, maybe even um, more than once a day, but many times during the day. I've uh, gone to the chapel here in, in the church, and I've prayed on many different occasions this week. And in the chapel, uh, there is a, a journal, a prayer journal. There are different people who come into the chapel to pray have um, written down prayers that they have prayed. So I wanted to um, suggest to you that you might want to start a prayer journal. Maybe you've never done that in your life. But you may want to just take time to do that in the weeks ahead and to really have that place of um, going back and reflecting and thinking about prayers that you've prayed and seeing how God has answered you. Um, one of the places that I find real uh, comfort, especially in a time of, of anxiousness, is to pull off a prayer journal from five years ago and read some of those entries. And then I remember that how God has been faithful. At the time, I couldn't see how that prayer would be answered, but now I have that reflection of five years ago in the present day and realize, wow, he had a plan, and 
sometimes the answer prayers in a way that I wouldn't even have thought to ask uh, for him to answer them. So I wanted to just share with you one of the prayers that I prayed, uh, wrote down in the prayer journal, and left it in the chapel, and um, if there's other people that want to come and write their thoughts down and put them there, uh, you're sure welcome to do that. And, one, and just one more thing before I do this, I just want to encourage you that if you don't know what to pray, you are just at a place that you feel like you've just said the same thing over and over and over again, and it's just exhausting for you. I would encourage you to go to the book of Psalms, which is right in the smack dab middle of the Bible, and to just read that and allow those words to be your words to the Lord, and also know that His Holy Word will speak comfort and His presence and hope in the years. And so in that, um, with those knowledge, I just wanted to lift to you some scripture uh, right now. It says, Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and shield. Yea, our heart is glad in him, because we trust in his holy name. Let thy steadfast love, O Lord, be upon us, even as we hope in thee. Heavenly Father, thank you for blessing me in this place of quiet. Psalm 46.10 says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. All the scriptures that I've read this past week have new meaning and insight as I live into this new reality of the COVID-19 stay-at-home policy. The awareness of world leaders working on solving the issues together, the place of uncertainty for all of us, but especially for those up to now have never thought about their futures or their relationship with you. Lord, the rug of security has been jerked out from many in our world. And I pray for revival in the land, in the QC, in the country, and in the world. I pray that where hearts and minds have been locked shut with chains of ignorance or doubt or pride, shame or guilt, Lord, that you just break those chains, bust open the doors of people's hearts and minds, let them hear clearly the message of repentance, redemption, and restoration. Heal our land from the brokenness of sin. I praise you and thank you that the governor of Illinois saw the importance of churches being able to continue worship opportunities online and in new and creative ways to reach out to people who need hope, assurance, and faith in God. Forgive all of us for the many, many, many blessings that we have taken for granted, the opportunities to gather and worship that we have not been thankful for as we should have in the past. Lord, help us to learn from this experience in new ways that when this time of isolation is over, the lesson will be planted and rooted in our hearts and used for your glory in the days ahead. Continue to be with President Trump and other leaders in the world and the states and our local governments. Give them wisdom, discernment by your Holy Spirit that all decisions made would be in your will. Protect us from evil, fear, from discouragement, from selfishness. Help us to see the needs of all, not just our needs. Help us to remember that as you bless us, we need to reach out to be a blessing to others. We need to flow out rivers of living water and not become a dead sea of doubts and despair. I pray that you would help us with our financial needs here at the church. Help us to continue to Pay off the mortgage debt on the Family Life Center. Lord, I pray that you will show up in miraculous ways in financial miracles. Show up big so that we continue to have that testimony about your faithfulness to us as your church. Lord, thank you for listening. Thank you for answering my prayers in the wisest ways and in your perfect timing. In the name of Jesus who died on the cross and who rose up from the grave. In the name of the living Lord Jesus Christ. I pray these things. Amen. And as the body of Christ, we pray the prayer that God taught us through Jesus. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and power, and the glory forever. Amen.
this week, I was walking the, the track and praying. I'm doing a lot of walking and praying for the church, for um, our country, for the community, for myself and my family, and uh, for many of the prayer requests that have been coming in. And as I was walking the track, a phone call came in from Lindsay about planning, about music for this worship time, and also just planning like selections of songs, when could we get together rehearse? Did I have any ideas about uh, what we would sing this week? And while I was walking and talking to him and um, just knowing that I'm in that place of presence of prayer, I came upon that idea of a song that I learned back in college, um, I won't tell you how many years ago that was, that was called My Life, A Prayer to You. And I had it as a class project. I went to McMurray College, and uh, as my requirement for taking a foreign language, uh, I did a class on sign language. And one of the final projects for that song, or for that class, was to interpret a song. And you would play the song, and then you would be doing the, the sign language for it. And I wish I could remember all the sign language. Um, but this song, I. I had to practice it and practice it and practice it to make sure that the timing was right with the lyrics and my signing. And um, it just kept speaking into my heart. And it just has, was so planted and rooted in me that I've never forgot that song. And so it really is my prayer. Um, the second verse in particular says, I want to die and let you give your life to me so that I might live and share the hope you gave to me, the love that set me free. I want to tell the world out there you're not some fable or fairy tale that I made up inside my head. You're God the Son. You've risen from the dead. And I feel like that's my purpose right now, is to declare that in as many ways as I can, that God is really real. He is really with us. And we will we are going to claim a victory because he's risen from the dead. And so this is my prayer and also, I hope it will be your prayer um, in the coming days as we have more and more opportunities to witness to him. Make my life a prayer to you. Make my life a prayer to you. I want to do what you want me to. No empty words and no white lies. No token prayer, no compromise. I want to shine the light you gave through your son. You sent to save us from ourselves and our despair. It comforts me to know you're really there. you give your life to me 
so I might live and share the hope you gave to me, the love that set me free. I'd like us to look at a passage of Scripture today from the Gospel of Luke. It comes from the 13th chapter, verses 31 through 35. And you may want to turn to that, as it hopefully will be up on the screen. At that time, some Pharisees came to Jesus and said to him, Leave this place and go somewhere else. Herod wants to kill you. He replied, Go tell that fox, I will keep on driving out demons and healing people today and tomorrow. And on the third day, I will reach my goal. In any case, I must press on today and tomorrow and the next day, for surely no prophet can die outside of Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who killed the prophets and stoned those sent to you. How often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. And you were not willing. Look, your house is left to you desolate. I tell you, you will not see me again until I say to you, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading and hearing of his holy word. Let's pray. Lord God, I ask that you speak into the hearts of all of us, that you allow the scripture, this holy word, to speak right into our hearts. And I ask that this witness to the Word will be one that is pleasing in your sight. Help me to get out of the way so that you can come shining through, that your Spirit will be able to speak to each one of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, for those of you who've been following Christ Church, you know that we are in the middle of a, of a pretty extensive series called The Life and Times of Jesus. At the beginning of the year, we looked at what it was to look at those early years, those years that were hidden from uh, the, the, the scriptures and other writings that took us up to where Jesus was about 30 years old. And recently, we've been looking at the ministry years. Those are the years that we are recorded in the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And we're getting close to the end of those ministry years to where we will take a look at his final days. And right now we're looking at a message entitled, The Gathering Resistance. Now, the reason we're taking such an intense look at Jesus is because we're in, the, in a season known as Lent. Lent is the 40 days that lead up to, to Easter, excluding the Sundays. And they're days that we can do certain things and probably should do certain things. You've probably heard people say, what are you giving up for Lent? Well, Lent is more than just that. It's a time to reflect on our faith. So it's a time of reflection. It's a time of repentance. It's a time to repent of the things in our lives that we know that God does not approve of. <clears throat> and it's a time to refrain from things in order to draw closer to God, to voluntarily take away things in life that we truly enjoy, like chocolate or desserts or whatever it is that you determine to, to uh, get by with and, and give up during the season of Lent. But it's also a time to renew, to renew our commitment to a life that is dedicated to Jesus Christ. Now, as I've been reflecting this week, I can't help but recognize that this year, this time in which we are in, May, may be the most effective season of Lent that I, I have ever experienced. I say that because of all the things that have been taken away from us. Now we have time to reflect on what Christ uh, is in our lives. And we have time to repent of the things that we know that we have done that has displeased Christ. We we, we are forced to refrain from many things. We don't have to give them up. We, we actually are forced to, to give up the many things that up till this point we've taken for granted. 
It's a perfect time for us to examine our lives and renew our commitment to to Jesus Christ. So it is a time to reflect and repent and refrain and renew. I love a a Facebook post that was, was made that said, no movies, no concerts, no sporting events, no restaurants, no social gatherings, limited workload. Now that I've cleared your schedule, can we talk? Signed, God. I have to say that this is a time when God has truly gotten my attention. I've spent more time with Him during the last few weeks than I have in a long, long time. It seems that my thoughts are always going back to God as my life, is, like yours, has just totally been changed in what, what we do and how we keep ourselves busy. <clears throat> and if you've experienced moments of discouragement and worry, I just want you to know you're not alone. During this time, it's easy for my mind to go to the what-ifs of life. What if people don't come back to church? What if people stop financially supporting the church? What's going to happen to the ministries? What's going to happen to the building? What's going to happen to to the staff who, who we love? What if we can no longer do all the outreach ministries? What are the people going to do that depend on Christ church? What if the people I love get sick? What if I get sick? What if? What if? What if? Just yesterday I was talking to a a wonderful woman of faith who reminded me of something. She said, you know, I'm not afraid to die. She reminded me of the fundamental belief of the Christian faith, and that is that we are to live for Christ. That's our call, is to live for Christ. Philippians 1.21 reminds us of that. Paul, Paul says these words. He says, I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have complete boldness, so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. And then this is the verse 21. He says, For me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. But if I go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. So we can continue on life's journey as we realize that our goal is to live for Christ. Dietrich Bonhoeffer said said this, he said, there's a meaning in every journey that is unknown to the traveler. There's a meaning in all of this. This moment in history, is a moment where we can be the church in a very difficult time. We must determine to be the church deployed, out of the building, away from that which we usually have in terms of the gathering, doing what we can when we can. The truth is that there is, there's always been resistance to the gospel of Jesus Christ, even in, in good times, through all times, we can take our direction from Jesus Christ. Earlier in the Gospel of Luke, in verse, verse, uh, chapter 9, verse 51, it shows Jesus' determination. It states, It came to pass when the days were near that he should be taken up. He intently set his face to go to Jerusalem. Verse 19, chapter 19, verse uh, 28 states, when he arrives in Jerusalem. So what we're looking at here in, in, in chapter 13 is Jesus in the midst of the journey. He's on his way to Jerusalem, doing what he is called to do, understanding the danger and confident of the outcome. Chapter 31 of verse, or, uh, ch- chapter 13 and verse 31 says, At this time, some Pharisees came to Jesus and said to him, Leave this place and go somewhere else. Herod wants to kill you. Now, 
Some scholars say that that is really not the case. Herod really did not want to kill him, but there were other things going on. What was going on is they wanted to hold Jesus back from doing what he set out to do. Right now is a time that we too could hold back as the church of Jesus Christ. Or we can press on. We can press on in creative ways. That's what, that's what Christ church does, folks. That's what we've always done. That's what we will continue to do. We find a way to press on for Jesus Christ. I love another post that I've seen on Facebook. It states this, Church online, not canceled. Quiet time with God, not canceled. Praying for the sick, not canceled. Checking on a friend, not canceled. canceled. Checking or, or helping others, not canceled. canceled. Being the church, now more than ever. Instead of backing away, this is a time to press on. Here at Christ Church, we have a goal for 2020. It's called Reach One. And the idea is that we pray, we ask God's direction to lead us to the person that we need to lead to Christ, that we need to, to help uh, introduce them to Jesus Christ. It's called Reach One. For, for if everyone who is listening today, if everyone in Christ Church could simply take this seriously and reach one person, think of what would happen in the Quad Cities and around the world. And right now is an incredible time to do that. I mean, you don't even have to invite them to come into the church building. You invite them to uh, join you online. You invite them to uh, be a part of uh, uh, conversations about, about Christ on, online or through email or text, whatever it might be. It's a golden opportunity for us, folks, as people have opened up their hearts and minds for the possibility of accepting Christ into their, into their life. So Jesus did respond, go tell that, that fox, I will be driving out demons and healing people today and tomorrow and on the third day, I will reach my goal. In any case, I must press on today and tomorrow and the next day, for surely no prophet can die outside of Jerusalem. He says, I will finish my goal. I love this because the same wording that Jesus uses here when he says, I will finish my goal, is in Greek the same wording that, that he says on the cross. His last words when he says, it is finished. The same thing. Here he's referring to it. I will finish my goal. On the cross he says, it is finished. And then comes this lament over Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem. You, you who kill the prophets and stone those who sent uh, those sent to you. How often have I longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under wings, her wings, and you are not willing. Farmers have told of going out after a storm, a hailstorm, and finding hens that were killed during the hailstorm in an attempt to, to, protect, to, to protect her chicks who are okay underneath her wings and completely safe from the storm. And during the storm of human sin and Satan's attack, Jesus went to the cross and died in your place and in my place. So understand, understand this, that, that during life's storms, we are under his protection. Now, I, I don't know the future, but I'm putting my faith in the one who does. He has my attention. How about you? I seek to continually pray that this virus threat will soon be behind us, and I hope you're praying that too. We've, uh, we've literally posted that in our windows, saying that we're praying. And it's, it's a constant thing that we, we are, are wanting to do. But even as I pray, I know, I know that God 
is not caught off guard here. What is happening, he knows about. And I know that he is in control. He's not in heaven going, oh no, what do I do? He's in control. And we need to rely on him. He is calling me to tell you three things. Stay safe. Pray always. And press on. Those three things. Stay safe. Pray always. And press on. I want to show you where I get those, and you may want to take out your camera and just take a picture of this, uh, of this screenshot so that uh, you, can, you can have it. You'll know where the, the texts come from. The stay safe, the only way to really stay safe is in Christ alone. And this time in which we live, we, we uh, can, can best understand that. In 2 Timothy 4.18 it says, The Lord will rescue me from every evil attack and will bring me safely to his heavenly kingdom, to whom be glory forever and ever. So be safe. Stay safe in Christ alone. Pray always. This is God's will for you. Did you know that? Is to, to live a life where you are praying always, that he's constantly on your mind. It's like breathing in and out. Use that as a recognition to pray always. It is what he wants you to do, is to continuously pray as a way of living. And, and we read this in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. It says, rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So stay safe. Pray always. And press on. Focus on that which is, is most important and do that. Paul in Philippians 4.13, the writer of Philippians 4.13 says this, The one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. So, loved ones, stay safe. Pray always and press on. Jesus ends this part of Scripture by saying, Look, your house is, is, is left to you desolate. I tell you, you will not see me again until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. The truth is that when you seek to do life without God and do things your own way, it always leads to a desolate life. At least that's what I've experienced. But when, but when we seek to live for Jesus, we will pass through this storm with an understanding that Jesus is Lord. Yes, I, I know that there is resistance to staying faithful. But there always has been. Right from the start. All we have to do is look at Jesus' life and the resistance that He received. But like Jesus, our call is to press on. Uh, we're, we're here in, in a church that is, is empty, but I know there are, are living rooms, listening to people listening in, and in your living rooms, in, in the places where you're at. I'd ask you just simply to raise your hand if this is where you're at. If you know, if you know Jesus, and yet you have been flooded with worry and fear. I would invite you to simply raise your hand and say, yeah, that's me. And then put all your fears and worry in the one who is holding you in his life. <clears throat> Paul said, 
I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have complete boldness. That's for you, church. So that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death, for me to live as Christ and to die as gain. But if I go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. Once again, that's Philippians 1, 20-22. Even in the midst of a difficult life, even when fears and worries arise, we can, we can place all that in our faith in Jesus Christ. And then there may be some of you who are tuning in that you've never received Christ into your life and you're, you're just checking it out. You want to know what a relationship with Jesus Christ is like. Understand that Jesus wants you to come to Him and He wants to fill you with the Holy Spirit in such a way that no whatever, whatever life throws your way, you will be successful in getting over it. You will become an overcomer. It means recognizing that, yes, we have, we have been sinners. We've, we've messed up our lives. We've done things that God doesn't want us to do. But then Jesus came and He died on the cross. He did that for you. He died for your sins so that you might, you might go to heaven and be with Him someday. But until then, until then, you can live a life of empowerment, not of, of uh, one of defeat, but one of victory because of who Jesus is. And I have a scripture passage for you. It comes from Galatians 2.20. If you're thinking about it, why don't, you, why don't you move to this place where you could say, I have been crucified with Christ. I am no, I, I, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. You know, if that's you, if you want to give your life to Jesus Christ, I, I just encourage you to raise your hand. It may be that you're the only one there, or it may be that there's a, a room full of people, but you raise your hand for Jesus. As you're raising your hand for Jesus, I want to pray for you and, and would invite you to pray with me. And uh, pray, pray these words in your heart. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus Christ, I am a sinner and I, I am sorry for my sins. And I know that you've come into this world to pay the ultimate sacrifice of dying on the cross for me. To pay the price for the things that I have done wrong. And so I accept you as my Savior. And Lord, because you died for me, I want to live for you. And all that I am, all that I have, all that I ever will be now belongs to you. Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. You know, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, I would invite you to, to contact me, contact the church, and let me be in dialogue with you about how to, to move forward with your relationship with Jesus Christ. And those of you out there who have accepted Christ into your life, but quite honestly, this has hit you for a loop, and you, you've had um, times of worry, times of uh, fear. I want to pray. I want to pray for you as well. And those who, who uh, perhaps uh, accepted Christ for the first time, you too feel free to to be a part of this prayer. Lord God, we know that you are in control. That you are large and you are in charge, and we need and we ask that you remind us of that. But also, Lord, empower us by your Holy Spirit to move forward, to be able to press on at this time. Create in us a creativity that will reach people for you. And also, Lord, help us to draw closer to you so that we can say with Paul that for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, God bless you, Christ Church. And we're going to be doing several things. We're going to have some some video blogs about uh, different messages. Hopefully you are, are different uh, things on prayer, uh, different uh, uh, short devotions that I'd ask you to tune into. 
Also, uh, please uh, continue reading the Bible study that comes out daily. You can get that on the website. If you're having trouble getting it, uh, let me know, or the church no one will get it to you. God bless you. And as before, I invite you to stay safe, to pray always, and to press on. So now go and share your faith with someone who needs love, forgiveness, or hope. Point them toward God. Let Him save them as He is saving you. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And the people of God say, Amen. Thank you.